Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus. If you're listening live right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, we welcome you today. If you're listening uh, because you have downloaded this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus from our website, we welcome you today. And if you're listening as WMAF streams anywhere in the world that anyone in the world is connected to the World Wide Web. We are so glad that you're listening by computer today. Uh, I believe God is gathering His people unto Himself to hear a message from His heart, from His Word today. Uh, There are so many outlines and messages and resources that we could use and utilize uh, to bring a biblical message to you. I'm praying earnestly that we bring more than just a message from the Word of God, uh, but rather that we bring a message and the message from the heart of God to those He know uh, is going to hear this broadcast today. I really believe God is going to speak to someone directly, distinctly, and specifically today. And because of that, there's great potential, hallelujah, for faith to rise up inside of our hearts today and God to rise up. As the scripture is said, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Hallelujah. So I know we have great enemies today, but we have great, uh, great resources in Christ today. So our, our scripture uh, today is from Psalm 61 verses 1 through 3. We're continuing the message, God the helper of the helpless. God the helper of of the helpless. Just before we read the first three verses of Psalm 61, I would like to invite you to come to our website if you would like to. Just type in THCOG. That's the abbreviation for The Holy Church of God right here in Tampa, Florida. Or you could also type in Pastor Robert V as in Victor, E-N, A-B-L-E, Pastor Robert Venable, and it will also take you to our website. And uh, we would welcome you to come. There's a statement of faith. Uh, There are uh, over 1,300 sermons that span decades of ministry. Uh, There is also uh, uh, additions of Let's Talk About Jesus. So if you miss something, you want to catch up, you can. Or if you want to refer someone to a broadcast that you appreciated, They can go to our website, look for that subject, and pick it right up and stream it directly to their their own device or their own computer. So we're very enthusiastically approaching this opportunity, this open door, to take the gospel and the good news of Jesus to everyone that we can with every means at our disposal today. Praise God. We're glad that you have joined us today, whether you're in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, whether you are downloaded from our website or listening to this message when you hear it from our website, whether you are listening by the World Wide Web somewhere Somewhere, not just North and North America and and South America, but but Asia and Africa and the Arctic, anywhere in the world connected to the World Wide Web, you have the opportunity to hear this broadcast. Hallelujah! So let's get right into God's Word today. Psalm sixty-one, verse one through three, on the subject: God, the Helper of the helpless. 
David begins by saying, Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. And notice he didn't say if. He said when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Look at verse 2 again in review as we begin this this third edition of of this subject, God the helper of the helpless. Look at verse 2. When my heart is overwhelmed, and that word overwhelmed, once again, in the, in the Hebrew, would be, would connotate this attitude and atmosphere of the heart and life, covered with darkness and distress. When my heart is covered with darkness and distress, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. In the Geneva Study Bible, once again, it means to which, without your help, I cannot obtain. Without your help, I cannot attain. Jameson Fawcett Brown, that old but trusted commentary, said, which otherwise I cannot ascend. And Matthew Henry says in his commentary, the rock which is too high for me to get to unless you help me to it. And Matthew Henry continues to say, Lord, give me such an assurance and satisfaction of my own safety as I can never attain to, but by thy special grace working such a faith in me. Praise God. I'm so glad that God has identified himself as the helper of the helpless. And David said, when I am overwhelmed, when I feel, and really I sense the fact that I am so helpless to help myself, I can depend on you helping me to trust you. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, in other words, no matter how deep I am in despair, I know that God will help me to trust Him. Lead me. It's directed to God, not to someone that would come along and encourage Him, but to God Himself. Listen, friend, I'm glad that we have encouragers that encourage us along the way, and God puts people in our path and sends people to us, but ultimately, ultimately, the great encourager is God Himself, and because of what Christ has done at the cross, and because of the salvation that we now, who have trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior, enjoy, we have the promise of God's help at all times and in all circumstances. The problem is to qualify for that help, we have to see ourselves as we truly are, and that is helpless to help ourselves. Uh, We've talked uh, so much, and we're going to continue to reiterate. Faith in your faith when your faith wavers. When your heart is overwhelmed, believe me, your faith will waver. It's not meant to waver. It should not waver. But there is that possibility and probability that it will waver. When certain conditions come into your life that so hit you, uh, your emotions and your mind in such a way uh, that, that your heart is overwhelmed. And when, not if, that day comes, we need God's help. 
when we feel so very helpless. It doesn't mean we're faithless. It means our faith is no longer in our personal ability to believe and stand strong, but that He will help us to put our trust in Him. He will lift us up when we are cast down. Not if we ever get cast down, but when we find ourselves in that circumstance, God will not abandon you. He will not abandon me. In fact, He draws near He draws very close. That's why David went on to say when he experienced God's help and God's deliverance, he said, He lifted me from the miry clay. That's a place that you cannot extract yourself from. Even if you've got four by four faith and a winch on the front of your four by four. Amen. There are places you can get in where you cannot get out of yourself. But God, can reach way down to where you are. He will respond to your cry. And He will help you. So He said, He said, He lifted me from the miry clay. He put my feet on a rock. And He put a song in my heart. And the humble shall hear thereof. And they shall be glad. They will take courage. So number one, Understand that you are and I am in a spiritual struggle. We have an adversary, the devil, who walks about, the Bible says, uh, looking for whom he may devour, uh, whom resist steadfast in the faith. And we're going to read that in the context of trusting God and resisting the devil. First, trusting God and then resisting the enemy of our soul. 1 Peter 5, 7-9. Listen to it carefully in context. It says, Casting all of your care upon Him, for He careth for you. And be sober then, and be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. In other words, every child of God is going to come under some form of persecution, some form of attack from the enemy. And we usually hear these verses separated from one another, but in context, they are together. Trusting God is essential to defeating the devil. Trusting God is essential before we resist Him, before we bind Him, before we take authority over Him. We are to develop in a trust relationship with the Lord. We're to develop a relationship where our faith in Him, in the time of trouble, is unshaken. Satan uses fear to defeat us and defraud us of what is ours in Christ. God uses faith to deliver us. Faith which will counteract that fear and assure us of victory. That's why in this beautiful verse of Scripture in Ephesians six sixteen, enumerating the armor of God that would give us the victory over the evil one, it says above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts 
of the wicked one. The fiery darts of the wicked one or the evil one. Above all means that in addition to all of the armor that is being enumerated, take the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench. Not, you, you won't be able to avoid I want, this is crucial here. Some people believe that they can build their faith to a place of hyper faith where you avoid any attacks, any troubles, any problems, any crisis. A friend of mine, faith doesn't take away the fact that you live in a faulty body. Faith doesn't cancel the fact that you live in a fallen world. But faith does give you a shield, hallelujah, that can be lifted up when the troubles come. And that shield is your trust in the faithfulness of a God who said, Call upon me in the time of trouble. I will deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. One, one uh, other translation of this says it will est- extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Our faith is firmly rooted in our standing with God. And as a result of our trust in Christ as our Savior, hallelujah, we are assured of God's protection. Isaiah 54 in the Old Covenant to those covenant people of that day uh, said in verse 17, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Do you hear that resonating in the Old Covenant? As long as you are faithful to me and keep your faith in me and you keep trusting me, no weapon. There's no way to avoid the attack of the enemy, the circumstances of living in a faulty body in a fallen world. These weapons will be used against us, but they will not prosper. And it says, In every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. You see, friends, Satan's weapons only prosper if we fail to trust God. And God will help you to trust Him. (laughs) Hallelujah. You're not alone. You are not on your own, left to your own devices. That's why after we recognize that we are in a spiritual struggle, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. I believe that when we rely on the Holy Spirit, that, that we are expressing our faith in God's power, God's grace, God's love, God's ability, God's grace, God's mercy. I believe also that we rely too much on our own ability to believe instead upon the Holy Spirit's promise to help us to believe. Folks, when we read the Word, you need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. When you pray, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. When you witness, you need the convincing and convicting power of the Holy Spirit. When we preach, we need to do like they do. The apostles did. We're so good at preaching. Us preachers, we've been highly educated. Some of us are very intelligent and eloquent in the bringing forth of the Word accurately and truthfully. 
But we desperately need the Holy Spirit to take that Word, to place it in the human heart, hallelujah, and to bring forth the fruit that God has designed and God has desired. You need and I need the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Listen to John fourteen sixteen through 20. Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him. But ye know Him, for He dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. This word comfortless, I just got to stop and explain that in the Greek. It means orphanous. I won't leave you like a fatherless child abandoned and on your own. I will come to you. Jesus said, I will come to you. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, He said He wouldn't speak of Himself. He'll testify of me. He will manifest me to you. He will mediate my very person and presence to you. Hallelujah. And that word comforter, that word comforter, He'll give you another comforter means one just like me and one called alongside to help. You see, friend, the Holy Spirit is here to help the helpless. He's not here to help the strong, help the mighty, help those that can stand in perfect faith and never have a bad day and never have a need. He's here to help the ones that go through the deep valleys and go through the dark places in life. He's here, the mighty paraclete, the comforter, the one who stands and, and ministers in behalf of another. Praise God. Verse 19 said, Yet a little while the world seeth me no more, but you see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. And that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Friend, I want you to know the Comforter has come. The Paraclete is here. And He shall give you, the Bible said, another Comforter, even the Spirit of Truth. John fourteen sixteen and 17. The Holy Spirit, number one, is identified here as Alan Paracleton. Aaron, Alan, Alan Paracleton. Translated, another counselor. Or as the King James says, another comforter. Neither of these terms really do an adequate job of identifying who the Holy Spirit really is. What does comforter make you think of? The Holy Spirit's not a warm blanket to wrap yourself up in on a cold winter night. Neither does Jesus want us to just think of the Holy Spirit as someone that'll try to make us feel better in the midst of difficult times. So why does the King James describe the Holy Spirit as another comforter? It comes from the Latin influence in which comforter means to come alongside with strength or to come alongside with help. That's much closer to what Jesus had in mind and wants us to understand. When you hear the word counselor, what do you think of? Jesus has much more in mind than just someone who will provide a listening ear and offer advice. 
Perhaps you may think of a legal counselor or an advocate who represents an individual before a court. Jesus, friend, was communicating much more to his disciples than just our modern understanding of counselor or comforter. The Bible said the Father will send another friend. I believe this comes a little closer to the intention. A real friend loves you. A real friend will not abandon you in the midst of difficulty. Like a coveter, a friend will encourage you. A friend will be beside you with strength right when it's needed most. Like a counselor, a friend will take time to listen to hear your deepest secrets. And a friend will offer you wise advice and provide help with difficult decisions as well but primarily a friend will be there with strength when you need them comforter counselor friend each of these terms better help us to understand who the spirit of god is or the holy ghost or the holy spirit is but there's more who then is the holy spirit that jesus said the father would send he said he would send Alan, Alan, A-L-L-O-N, Paracletan. Alan is literally another of the same kind. And that word Paracletan or Paraclete is one called as a helper or an advocate. So Jesus is really telling us that we will receive from the Father another helper, counselor, comforter, or friend just like Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a, there's a scripture in the Old Covenant that says, And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. There is no star beside that in a, in a study Bible that would indicate it's prophetic of Christ. And yet, everyone who ever hears that scripture thinks immediately of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is, has not called us just servants. The Bible said He's called us friends. Glory to God. Amen. When we believe Him and we confess our sins and receive Him as our Savior, we receive from heaven a BFF. That's what the young people use today for best friend forever. Jesus is a best friend forever. Glory be to God. Amen. He said, oh, hallelujah. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will go with you all the way, even to the end of the age. And lo, I am with you always. And he keeps that promise by sending the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, one called alongside, not to just be with us, but the Bible said He will come and live within us. And you can't get any closer than that. That's how He keeps the promise, because we receive the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, and He is with us every moment of every day, as long as... As we are drawing breath on this earth, the one called the Alan Paracleta is with us. Hallelujah. He's within us. He is a very present help in the time of any need. We used to sing that great song of old. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. 
all our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, the peace we often forfeit, and oh, the needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. A friendship, relationship with God, is the basis for our trust in God. Our faith results from a fellowship relationship with a friend that sticks closer than a brother, a friend that loveth at all times. Hallelujah. A BFF, a best friend forever. To be able to say that about God, the creator of the universe, and Christ, the king of the universe, to be able to say, I've got friends in high places, gives me assurance that no matter what I face, I have someone with me. In fact, there is another song that came out of the the old songwriters and the old days of which many people may not remember. But the song was titled, I have somebody with me. I have somebody with me. I have somebody with me. Though trouble overtake me, I have somebody with me all the way. And it was that assurance that the disciples had, that the apostles had, that turned cowards into courageous defenders and proclaimers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not just only that he rose from the dead, but that he promised because he was risen from the dead that he would go with them wherever they went and whatever their needs were and whatever they faced, Christ would be with them. And to fulfill that promise, he sent the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Praise God, and He's here today. In olden times, in closing today, there reigned in Persia a great monarch who loved his people. To know them more perfectly, he used to mingle with them in various disguises. One day, disguised as a poor beggar, he went to the public baths, and there in the tiny cellar, He sat beside the fireman who tended the furnace to keep those those public baths warm. At mealtime, he shared the coarse food and talked to the lonely fireman as a friend. As the king visited the lowly fireman again and again, the stranger began to love this guest. One day, the king revealed his true identity to the fireman, thinking this new friend would ask some gift from him. The fireman surprised the king with these words, You left your palace and your glory to sit with me in this dark place, to eat of my coarse food, and to share my joys and my sorrows. On others you may bestow rich presents, but to me you have given yourself. It only remains for me to pray that you never withdraw from me the gift of your friendship. Praise God. Listen, friend, today. Jesus was and is this kind of king. Hallelujah. That wants to come to us, to come back to us, even after the ascension, to live with us, to walk with us, to be there for us, and to give us courage and strength that comes from knowing that we have a friend. Hallelujah. 
a BFF, a best friend forever in the King of the Universe, Jesus Christ. Oh, the condensation that the God of glory would come down, be born in a manger, that He might grow up and go to a cross. And on that cross, take the punishment and pay up our sin debt that we might be reconciled unto God and have the promise of His friendship and His fellowship. Hallelujah. This is this God who helps the helpless, who hears the cry of the lowly ones, who lifts up the cast-down ones. And friend, if that one is you today, it is no secret what God can do. What He's done for others, He'll do for you with arms wide open. He'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. He'll not only pardon you, friend, He will help you. He will lift you up. He will respond to your cry. He loves you. He wants fellowship with you. He wants you to live with Him forever. Not just in heaven above, but He wants you to begin that fellowship right here, right now. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, I challenge you right now, come to the Lord. Repent of your sin. Let Him pardon you. And then, let Him hold you and uphold you through everything that life sends your way from this point forward. You have the promise of Alan Pericleta. The Comforter will come and He will abide forever. If you're a Christian today and you're cast down, there's lifting up in Jesus Christ today. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.